Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here with my friend Teresa. Teresa, how are you? I want a nap. Teresa's not having a good day today. Tea swamp bed. How are you, Panda? I'm doing okay. I had a doctor's appointment today, and I went and saw my mom, and that's basically all I did today. Hell yeah. I had the day off, so it was nice. Nice. I uh, renewed my license and closed a bank account. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get an adult shit done, both of us. We sure are. Tease. Yeah. Here at the Fresh Podcast Market, we're a real podcast about fake podcasts, but I mostly just want to complain about stuff today. Can we do that? Yeah, instead? definitely. I feel like it's a cranky episode today. It is. People in a good mood, no need to listen. Okay, so first off, like, Tease, what's with all this fucking Spider-Man bullshit? I don't know, and frankly, I don't care, because fuck Disney. Why do we have a bunch of people on the internet who willingly want Disney to buy Sony to get Spider-Man back in the stupid Marvel movies? Why is this a thing? It doesn't even matter. Like, not to be fake deep. I just don't want Disney to buy another company. Disney already has so many fucking properties. I know, and I don't want them to have the other one. They don't need this, like, we all really know don't. I am the main proprietor of fuck Disney. You sure are. Like, how? when was it when I said that the mouse was going to come knock on my door and shoot me point blank? That was like... It's bigger than once, actually. Oh, well, that and Beatles fans. Yeah, but it's been more than like, more than once. And it's been like more than a year I've been saying this. So I just... You're safe for now. Thank you. I just feel like we don't need this like we don't and apparently tom holland just unfollowed sony on instagram who gives a fuck what who's tracking that weirdos people who have like please i beg of you read another book watch another movie like please i'm tired please ready or not has a 90 percent. go see that like I don't know very much about Ready or Not. I really want to see. It's a horror movie about a couple who just gets married, but she's forced to play hide and seek unless until she doesn't get murdered for the whole time. Oh, I get night. it. Ready or Not. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's getting that good reviews. one kind of feels like... Uh, well, okay. I, I will accept that it might be good, but that also kind of feels like they started from the title and worked backwards. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> but it... I kind of want to see it. And the fact that it actually now has kind of high-ish reviews makes me really pumped. So I might go see it this weekend. That's exciting. Yeah. I like just, it when horror movies are good. Yeah. But just like, I don't care about Disney. And frankly, Spider-Man could have been in the public domain this year if somebody didn't decide to make all these fun little copyright laws. Hmm. It's biting you in the ass, Disney. And just like, why do we need another Spider-Man? Like, I know technically Sony's whole issue right now is that they need to make a Spider-Man 
movie once every three years or else that they will lose Spider-Man, which is why we have so many Spider-Man reboots. <laughs> and I just, we don't need more. We don't need more Marvel movies. The fact that I had to find out. We do out, need more Spider-Man and it's into the Spider-Verse. Yes, yes. The fact that I found out that Endgame was not the last Marvel movie. I also was uh, pretty, I was pretty sure that that was going to be the last one. And then I found out that it wasn't. I'm like, guys, it's called Endgame. Someone was like, phase two is over. And I was like, what do you mean by phase two is over? They're like, they're getting ready for the third movie. And I was like, what do you mean there's a third? What? What? And like, why? 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 No more. I'm actually like it kind of sucks because when I was like a teenager the idea of like a gigantic superhero movie franchise was basically what I wanted that was like I thought that that would be the coolest shit ever and now I'm just so tired and so bored yeah I only care about one Marvel movie a year usually and the only Marvel movies that have been worth caring about that have come out have been Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther. I didn't even and... like those that much. You didn't like Thor Ragnarok? It was I. Oh, I love Thor Ragnarok. It was I. I'm a sucker. I'll watch anything with Tessa Thompson in it. That's fair. I mean, like, I like Taika Waititi, so, like, that's partially why yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I also like my boy. Yeah, but, like, I didn't really like Black Panther that much either. And, like, I understand yeah. how culturally significant it is and like sure. I thought it was really cool visually I just didn't really care about the story that much that's fine yeah I just I don't know I just really I guess I just don't like you you are very not marble and uh, yeah. honestly I'm not even super marble I just sort of like dip in when I care about it yeah rarely we don't need any more and the fact that Disney like I think my biggest issue with Disney is that we're slowly but surely killing the entertainment industry with this monopoly I'm and sure like the, the fact that the disney executive was like i don't know i think this movie may alienate our audiences oh talking about jojo rabbit yeah talking about jojo rabbit i was like this isn't for you like this why why would you think this is for a regular disney fan disney it was used to have like they use touchstone for this shit that's what like it's a it's a fox searchlight movie i'm pretty sure well yeah i just mean like back in the day like when when disney wanted to release movies that like they didn't want to be associated necessarily with the disney brand it was usually touchstone I yeah believe. and it's still fox searchlight so like mm -hmm. it's not going to be associated with disney and yeah. i mean yeah i try to i mean let's be real i I hate Fox as well. But the fact that Disney owns Fox also shows something for how they feel politically. And not everything has to be aimed at family-friendly movies. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying make a snuff film, but sure. I'm saying let me have a fucking R-rated movie. Like, I listen, I I will not be like I will Go through the underground channels of movie watching, if I must, if Disney becomes the main source of movies. Like, I just, I can't even, like, I don't even give a shit about most Disney movies now. Like, 
I don't care. I don't want a live action Lion King. I watched the original animated Lion King and that was perfectly fine. Once again, it's all because of fucking copyright domain. And I'm just reinforcement of this idea that animation is for children and like you graduate to live action realism. Yes, I don't need that. I want a fucking cartoon that has new and cool concepts and isn't based off of a fucking fairy tale. I'm I'm okay if they use fairy tales if they just like maybe go for like some different ones yeah I mean Frozen was awful like I didn't even think it was that good I I mean I think I think Frozen's okay but I'm also not I'm not as it was also I I'm I'm not as angry at Disney as you are but also yeah it is super white and I mean it wasn't I didn't think it was good. I just didn't think it was that bad. I'm a little excited for Frozen 2 because it at least looks marginally interesting and I'll probably be disappointed. But eh. I just think it's a cash cow. I mean, yeah. I'm with Frozen, I'm really disappointed because the original story of the Snow Queen is such a celebration of like a feminist movement within fairy tale, if that makes sense. Like, I know I'm kind of sprouting out of my ass right now, but it really was about women helping women originally. And it's in turn become a princess story. Like, I just, not to be like, we need a gay princess. Cause like, we okay, need a gay princess. We, no, we, we need do. a gay princess, but like, can, we don't. If anyone can say it on any podcast, it can be us on this one. Yeah. Like, yes, we need a gay princess, but also like, we don't need any more princesses. We have so many princesses. We don't need any more. I don't. I want fucking no more 3D animation, please. I beg of you. The fact that Disney has also said that they will never make another like traditional. And I mean, let's be real. It's not traditional anymore, but it's not traditional. But like a more class, a 2D. There we go. A 2D animated movie again. Please. Please, 3D movies are so ugly and all. Frozen would have been a lot better in 2D. Thank you. Like, even if you don't like it, I feel like it would have just—I don't know—it would have made a much better 2D movie. And also, like, if they had not, because originally Elsa was going to be like the villain, and it was going to be super dope, and then they wrote "Let It Go" and decided that she had to be sad and tragic. So they couldn't make her evil anymore. Yeah, I guess. And like another thing that beefs me, we did not need a Toy Story four. We didn't need a Toy oh, Story yeah, four. Absolutely no. We, no, we didn't. I was gonna say, like, literally, I did not hear a single thing about Toy Story four. I didn't. I didn't. I kind of want to see it when it comes out, like on netflix or whatever well i guess I well, would have it'll to be on, on disney plus disney plus so when i definitely Pirate it. don't illegally download toy story 4 because i want to see survivalist bo peep because i love bo peep and i'm a little bit excited that they brought her back in a movie but you know toy i like i would have been fine if toy story 4 didn't exist everyone would have been fine I don't even think Toy Story 3 was all that good. Like, I like Toy Story 3. The fact that it was even nominated for Best Picture, it still baffles me. 
I kind of forgot, actually. Oh, I was filled with so much anger. I did not forget. Tease will not forget (laughs) when she is wronged at the movies. When Paddington 2 was not nominated for anything. That's true. Paddington and Paddington 2 are very However, I did recently discover that Paddington 2 was made in 2017 and not 2018. So I'm kind of curious to know if it was in fact nominated for anything. And I just did not realize it. But guys, Paddington 2 is available on HBO On Demand. So if you have HBO, I highly recommend you watch it. I watched it on airplane. You sure did. And what would you think, Pan? It was great. It was charming and I loved it. Yeah, bitch. It won Best British Film. I immediately... When I I watched that on my flight home from Japan, I got home literally like a day or two later, I got Jimmy and Karen and Jess to all watch. We watched Paddington 1 the fir- it was over a weekend. We watched Paddington 1 the first night and Paddington 2 the second night. Good. I haven't seen Paddington 1. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. But like Paddington 2 should have been nominated. <laughs> like fuck you Agreed. if green book could win paddington 2 should have been nominated replace all of green book's nominations with paddington 2 yes and since we're on my bitch train soapbox about movies fuck once upon a time in hollywood oh boy okay so we haven't actually talked about this i have not seen it but i no spoilers so if you want to like go off wait hold on i need to i need to yes hold, hold on i need need to go ask jimmy if they're okay with spoilers okay bye jimmy has to edit so i'll be right back okay hello everyone it's me as we all know i love and hate movies I love and hate anime and manga and books. This weekend, I went to FlameCon, which is an LGBT comic con, and I bought two books. One was the second volume of a comic, a webcomic that I really like, and the creator drew my favorite character on the cover, and that was really nice. What webcomic? Sakana. I've never heard of it. Ah, it's a fish market comic. I don't know what that means either. The really tall, dumb idiot is really successful businessman. Wow. And is in love with the. Yes. (laughs) And he ends up sort of dating the half Japanese, half, I think he's German. No, no, no. There's a German exchange student. Uh, You guys have. Japanese have some white and has a scar on his face and he's angry and mean and he works at the fish market and they're not the main characters but in the, <laughs> my heart they are wow. <laughs> <I have> never <laughs> guessed <laughs> it's actually a really good comic though all jokes aside I haven't read it in like a year but I still really love it and I kind of want to reread it from the beginning but I also bought this one summer which is a graphic novel and um, I'm really, really excited to read it because it's been on my reading list forever and it's like won a whole bunch of literary awards and I have a super, very excited to read it and since I'm just talking about comics. T, speaking of comics, I read Beastars. 
Did you? I mean, I, yes, I read the told, first volume. Yes. We talked about this. Yes. You told me about this. But yeah. it hasn't been made po- podcast public. <laughs> yeah, baby. But yeah, I read Beastars. So everybody, Tease was right about Beastars. It's good. Wow. Who would have thought Tease was right? Tease was right about manga. <laughs> um, but I also recently read, as recommended by friend of the show, Siobhan, you oh my god what the fuck is it called you the map and you and a map and a bike you something in the bike you a bike in a road there we go never heard of it you a bike in a road written by eleanor davis it is a travel diary of a woman who rode her bike from texas all the way to georgia and i cried like three four times reading it and it's like i read it within a half an hour but it's really good um i highly recommend it as well if you're into graphic novels and if you're into reflection on just like social climate right now and what's going on and stuff like that uh, a lot of the bike trails actually along the mexican border so she talks a lot about talks a little bit about her privilege and she actually sees somebody being detained and stuff like that in the middle of a canal and it i cried i cried a lot but uh so yeah so was jimmy okay with spoilers yes jimmy is okay with spoilers I fucking hated Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm sure. A lot. So for people who don't know, I actually used to be a super huge uh, Quentin Tarantino fan. Covering Tarantino stan. I'm, yeah. God, that's, I need to go. Yeah, I am a recovering Quentin Tarantino stan, unfortunately. I now know why I can't trust men who like Tarantino. I now understand why Uma Thurman refuses to work with him. I mean, of course, I read every man or male adjacent person that I've talked to about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has actually liked it. But that sample size is also like two or three. So Uh, yeah, my straight male white friend liked it. And I was like, it was bad. But so I don't I don't want to give like super duper spoilers. You can like I seriously like I don't I already know the plot spoilers and I mean for the listeners for the listeners the listeners I I guess listeners maybe okay how about we could do a little bit of spoiler light and then we can when in the editing process I'll put in like a go to whatever time yeah spoilers that sounds good that that sounds gucci okay spoiler light so i so it takes place during an alternative re i guess an alternative timeline where leonardo dicaprio's character and brad pitt's characters are in hollywood in the 60s and leonardo dicaprio's character lives next door to roman polanski and sharon tate for people who don't know sharon tate and three other friends were brutally murdered by the manson family and roman polanski was totally fucked by that and then eventually he you know did roman polanski things that (sighs) so this movie really is like tarantino's most self-indulgent wet dream movie of all of his movies and there's feet galore that's what i've also heard yeah literally every woman who has more than three lines is not wearing shoes they're not wearing shoes misa from the live action netflix death note i had to see her feet 
smushed across the windshield of a car. I had to see Margot Robbie's feet in a movie theater. Some girl who looked like Elle Fanning that probably was Elle Fanning. I had to see her feet propped up on some dirty chair. Like there was so much goddamn feet in that movie. And usually in most Tarantino films, I'm like, all right, there's the foot shot. We're good. But no, they, it just kept coming. And so like, besides my general issue with like, literally nothing happened in that fucking movie. Like absolutely nothing. I can't even tell you the plot. Like it just was like the sad month of, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, and how Brad Pitt is miserable and has a smoking addiction and just like, all right, whatever. And so my next qualm with it was just how indignant Tarantino was about Asian people in the industry at that time and how Bruce Lee was in this movie. However, he was a pompous asshole. And I heard people upset about Bruce Lee stuff yeah and just like it's so upsetting because like it's so hard for Asian people to get jobs in Hollywood already now in 2019 I can't even imagine what it must have been like in 1959 60 whatever the fuck and just like the fact that Bruce Lee in this movie is cocky and is kind of like kind of scummy almost like and acts holier than thou and shit like that really rubbed me the wrong way. And the fact that Bruce Lee's daughter was super uncomfortable with it just shows exactly how Tarantino only cared about the image of Bruce Lee because like Tarantino rips Bruce Lee off so frequently without his movies. Like let's be real. Even Uma Thurman's outfit in Kill Bill volume one, the whole yellow jumpsuit thing is Bruce Lee. That's the, that's literally. I didn't know that. An, that's an homage to Bruce Lee, yeah. And um it's like Is Naname's yellow duelist outfit a Bruce Lee homage? I don't know. No idea. That's something that I'm gonna have to contemplate now. Continue. Yeah. And just like, oh, so you can use Bruce Lee's likeness and his image and like everything that he's done and all of this shit, and yet you can't even do him well in this movie you know like the first the finally the time you show him after ripping off all of his like aesthetic and so much of like what was done in his movies and stuff like that and this is how you treat him I just found it to be like really shitty you know I was not happy with that at all and then like (sighs) the women just women be treated bad I mean it's women be treated bad Yeah, like even, um, so like, do you know anything about the Manson murders at all? Um, I mean, a little bit. And once upon a time in Hollywood, the Manson murders are depicted with three people. I think in real life, it was actually four people. But in this movie, spoiler time, wow, wow, wow. If you want to avoid spoilers, go to... Please do like a really deep voiceover time. <laughs> I'm gonna do like a robot voice. Or you can make Jimmy do it. Actually, yeah, that's a better I I want Jimmy to do it. Okay. In this movie, instead of attacking Sharon Tate, the Manson family decides to actually attack Leonardo DiCaprio's house instead. I yes, I I was aware of this. Yes. So it's three people in this 
scene. And it's uh, Tex, who was actually part of the Manson murders in real life, and then two other women. And I think in the Manson murders, it was two guys, it was Tex, one other man, and two women. Don't quote me on that. I haven't read up about the Manson murders recently. It's been like a good year and a half since I've looked up anything. But so in turn, because Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt and like his bodyguard stunt double cab driver chauffeur, Brad Pitt and what is that motherfucker's name? Leonardo DiCaprio are able kind of like to fight off the Manson family and survive. And, and it's so like, damn, that sucks, but I'm different, you know, like (laughs) rip to your grandma, but I'm different. Literally, like rip to Sharon Tate, but Quentin Tarantino be like, I'm different, you know? And like, that's so just respectful to Sharon Tate's family and to the other victims. Cause it, I mean, they were victims. Like, they literally were bound and gagged and killed. And like, Sharon Tate was eight and a half months. Like, I don't need to go into this, you know. But with the murders in the movie, one, so Tex gets attacked by Brad Pitt's dog. And then after, like, biting him in the balls or whatever, Brad Pitt shoots him point blank. When it comes to the other two women, though, Brad Pitt's dog attacks one of the women so poorly that she actually can't see. So she runs out into the pool, and then Leonardo DiCaprio torches her to death with a flamethrower that he had as a leftover. I'm sure that was necessary. Oh, most definitely. And then... The other one, her head is consistently bashed up against a wall, and then he shoots her. And the scenes with Tex, it's maybe 30 seconds, but both of the death scenes of these women, they're like two-minute-long endeavors. I heard that the violence towards the women specifically seemed a lot more gratuitous, and yes, it also yes. seems to be the position that you are taking. Yes. And I just feel like it was people like, well, it was like one of Tarantino's more like black comedy, funny movies. It's like, what's funny about somebody being this brutally murdered? You know, I don't I just I I was not happy. I just did not enjoy it. I thought it said nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if Tarantino makes Kill Bill volume three and then says he's done. Because also, Tarantino just announced that his wife is pregnant. So oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I read it at the DMV today. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm over it. You know, I just thought it was, I was miserable. And to see so many critics are praising it just makes me a little sick to my stomach. I really hope it's it not nominated It is being very highly anything. praised. And I just, I didn't even think it was that good. Like... What? What? What's good about it? You just have a hard on. People love Tarantino. They really do. Pe- people love Tarantino. People be loving Tarantino. People be loving Brad Pitt, and people be loving Leonardo men's DiCaprio. Men's be loving Tarantino. Men's be loving men's. <laughs> That's not usually the MLM that I prefer to support. The MLM, if you will. I won't, but you can. No, I will not either. Do you have any other? Is that it? I mean, it was doo doo. Okay, that's 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 my final that's my final thought. TLDR, it was doo doo. <laughs> the Tease review. 
it did tease review it did not fuck we also not a reprieve from the complaining we were supposed to talk about florpus oh you know what yeah let's let this episode go on for a little bit longer and talk about let's let's end on a high note because we've been very cranky today yes so pan what were your thoughts on florpus florpus good florpus really good i I rather enjoyed uh we we are of course speaking of the invader zim movie that has dropped on netflix enter the floor piss i am not gonna lie to you tease i did not think i was gonna like this i i like invader zim a lot but also invader zim is very it's just very Invader Zim. It's very time capsule. I was worried that, you know, it wasn't going to age well. Not like, I, I was worried that bringing that type of like humor and style into 2019 was just not going to be as fun or funny. And I was wrong. I laughed a lot at this movie and I really Oh, I it. did too. I I did too. We, uh, I watched it. And so we kept the dream alive. It was four of us in Discord on audio chat. And then we counted down and all press play at the same time on Netflix Powerful. together. We really encapsulated late, early 2000s watching it together. And we had so much fun. And then after that, we all sent each other really bad curse deviant art invader zim art i feel like i saw something about that on twitter oh i posted dibs and magnet yep, art that was it <laughs> and then chip drew all of our urkin sonas so i have not seen this where is this here i'll send them to you chip posted them on private okay i don't yeah I don't, sorry for the sidebar I don't think I private. but teeth loved floor bits yeah it was really good it was really fun and I wished I was honestly shocked at how funny it was. There's like the meme of the food critic from Ratatouille. Yeah, I saw that. And that's how I feel. Yeah. That is how I feel. I loved Florpus. It reminded me of like every dumb thing about Invader Zim that I loved. And I just, I got to experience something from my childhood that I really, really loved. And in a modern setting and like that's how i felt also about static cling oh yeah i like static cling too yeah you know what two for two like not to laud netflix but like damn netflix you done good well, it's really more nickelodeon i would say yeah i guess you did good nickelodeon you did good i think that putting these movies on netflix was the right move because the hey arnold jungle movie came out and like i didn't even hear about it because like they put it on nickelodeon the tv channel that people who care about hey arnold are not watching anymore Unless yeah. they're in, like me and they watch Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon in hotel rooms when they travel. But me too. I had I did, had not even heard about the Hey Arnold movie coming out. And apparently it did pretty poorly ratings wise because, you know, nobody who was interested actually knew it was happening. So since adults actually can't, like pay attention to Netflix, this was definitely the right move. Yeah, I, I uh, agree. I agree 100%. I think my favorite part is honestly maybe even the beginning. 
the beginning where dib is telling like the it has like the narration and it's in like anime style that was good so fun was good and like uh zim doing like the transformation into like the little cutesy style oh love it but really it was just like i felt like they the animation looked really good and it just it's a, it didn't feel like a nostalgic cash grab. It actually felt like a yeah, a worthwhile addition to the series. I I agree completely. I thought it continued with the Invader Zim lore really well. And shout out to Joan for even like doing this. I mean, I assumed that Invader Zim was only going to come back in the realm of comics, so I was pretty shocked when yeah me too so when it was announced and like let's be real when it was announced we all were losing our shit and the fact that the hype continued like was well warranted i just oh oh chef kiss florpus <laughs> i yeah i liked florpus and i liked static Kling too i thought static Kling was static Kling was very good i thought it was i don't know it was a little lighter on like some of the the gags then is typical of like a Rocco's Modern Life episode, but it's also that's fair. It's harder to stretch things out into from like TV show into a full length movie. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't full length. Static thing was, was forty five yeah, minutes. Yeah, it, it wasn't full length, but uh, it was longer. But also, yeah. I like the fact that there were less gags didn't even bother me because I liked the story that they were telling so much, and I think that it's really cool that in bringing Rocco back they chose to tell this story and I was reading something about how like it really is the the perfect continuation of the idea of Rocco's modern life because like trans people I I mean I guess I, I don't know if that counts as spoilers for the movie because it's been in all of like the press stuff about it I don't think so. Rachel Big Head, the child of the Big Heads, Rocco's boss and somewhat unwitting antagonist, is a trans woman now and or has come out as a trans woman. And that is a big focal point of the special. And I just I think that, it you know, that's a, trans people are not a modern invention by any means, but like it's a modern problem that people are dealing with openly now yes. and so yeah. i just think it's great and i love it one of my so obviously i want more lgbt representation in series and good realistic lgbt representation but what i loved about static cling actually was that you knew at the end of the day even though ralph Bighead was like dragging his feet and wasn't really accepting Rachel in the beginning. You knew at the end of the day he would. It was Ed is the name of the dad, Ralph. I'm sorry, what did I call uh, him? Ralph, which is Rachel's dad. Ralph. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, Rachel, forgive me. Ed. Ed Big Head. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Apologizes to a cartoon character. Um, with Ed, at the end of the day, you know he's gonna accept Rachel. Yeah. And I never had any worry that it was going to end poorly. Yeah, like, obviously, I don't want all trans stories and LGBT stories in general to be, like, from the get-go right away happy. But I do want some conflict. But at the end of the day, I really do want it to be a successful story and a happy story, you know? Like, 
every trans, every queer story in media is sad. Like, I'm yeah. tired of sad. Yeah, I I want happy trans media. I want happy queer the media. The idea that queer people's lives are misery, it becomes, like, when you only see yourself represented in sad stories, that has a, psych- that does psychological damage. And yeah. it sucks. And that's why I love, I that's why I love Caleb Gallo so much. <gasps> Me the fuck, dude. <laughs> I love, I, I rewatched Caleb Gallo recently. So good. It's, Everyone it's good. go on it's YouTube good. and watch Caleb Gallo. Yeah. Uh, delightful. Yes. I think we should wrap up. We should. We're, this we're getting very long. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Fresh Pod Market. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanatis. Where can people find you online? You can follow me at Vicunad, V I C U N A D. You already said our Twitter tumblr who the fuck is that if you have any ideas for a podcast you can send that to uh, either one of us or our twitter or our email address which is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com we also have a ko-fi you can find that at ko-fi.com slash freshpodcastmarket that is one good way to support the show and it's uh it's only three dollars so that's like that's like a cup of coffee it's almost like they named the website it really is or if, wow. like, technically also supporting this show, you can go to the Imagine Me and Utina Patreon, which supports me, which supports this show. Yeah. If you liked our theme song, you can find that on SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash hopefully not badlib. That is our producer, Jimmy. You can find them on Twitter at Jimothy Jam. Yeah, baby. Otis, I yeah. have one more life announcement. What? I started Duolingo. I'm learning Japanese. Congratulations. That's it. That's all I've got. Unfortunately, a lot of Japanese Duolingo, though, is like, let's cosplay together. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I just want to know where the bathroom is. I added is. you on Duolingo because I, I saw, but I also haven't guessed correctly that your what your username was. Yup. Uh, I also haven't touched Duolingo in like a literal year. You should get back on and learn languages with me. No. No, I just popped a pimple on my back. Learning is fun, Tease. No, I learn enough doing other shit. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market. Oh, thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pan. Everyone, don't pick at your skin. Oh, God. I knew you were going to say something about your fucking pimple. (laughs) Have a good (laughs) night. Have a good night. Bye.